This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call I'd like to call. Show. I'd like. I'd like to call, but I don't have a phone right now, so you don't need to call back. So what do I do? You're on the air. Okay. But thank you for. Yeah, dang it! You use my phone. I really wanted to call. Why am we getting feedback like that? Is that me? Turn your headphones off. Is that? Is that? It's usually you. In every circumstance, which we get headphone feedback on this program or any other program, it's usually because Pat's headphones are blasted to a level that is inhuman. Would you say that's typically the answer? Uh, no, I would not say. That. No, no, no. All right, well, let's let's start. I'll, let let me bring you that. along here to uh, this uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton campaign event in Iowa, which it seems as if there were more reporters at than actual people. Uh, it was her first time visiting Iowa since uh, 2014, since the midterm election. She was there, but I mean, she really was there, obviously, back in 2008, quite a bit. Dozens of reporters in the room and chasing after her van outside were a reminder of how difficult it will be for one of the most recognizable public figures in the world to hold events that tr- truly feel mm-hmm. intimate. Now, she wants this to be intimate. I, our, our kind of speculation on this is that, uh, you know, <laughs> Pat's eating. I'm trying to hold. So, so Pat turns his headphones up too high. It causes feedback. I try to stall mm-hmm. while they're fixing his headphones. And the second... He has an opportunity to speak. He starts eating. This is seriously, how is this show on any channel? I, I, I have no idea. Uh, so uh, she wants to do these intimate events. I believe the reason for that is because, not, I mean, look, can she get a lot of people at the events? I don't know. I, I don't know. The, I, I don't, it's not Barack Obama. People aren't as passionate as that. Like Barack Obama 2008 could get a lot of people at his events. Yeah, Hillary Clinton 2015. I mean, the answer to that probably is she probably could get people to events, but not in huge numbers. No. So she's going to get some people in certain events. However, uh, the idea that she wants to be do these intimate venues, I think, also has a big part to do with the fact that when she tries to speak over crowds, she turns into 
the it, she makes the noise that Jim Carrey made in Dumb and Dumber when he said he was making the most annoying sound in the entire world. Mm. And I think that's essentially her problem. She screeches. She sounds terrible. Mm -hmm. It's not her shtick. Um, I don't know what is, but it's definitely not that. Uh, so they had uh, about 15 people uh, in the audience, seven at the discussion, and then dozens and dozens of reporters. Which at some point, that becomes the story, right? Like, why do you care so much? Mm -hmm. Why do the reporters care a lot more than the people? There shouldn't be more reporters than people at any event ever. Yeah. It was basically. funny because yesterday, uh, was it CNN that showed all the reporters yeah. running, just racing because... She she ran around. It was MSNBC, but she she uh, she took her van around to the other side where yeah, the reporters were not. This is amazing. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, you got to see this because it's embarrassing. Embarrassing. Here is the video from MSNBC. And the Scooby van is coming up right here, Scooby right behind our, our camera. Here it is. There she goes, and Secret Service following behind her. Okay, they're going around to the back, so we're not going to... You can see the media running behind me here to chase the Scooby van. <laughs> wow. And she's going around to the back. <laughs> Look at this. Wow. They're, All right, and we'll see, wow. her, we'll see her very soon. Guy in the orange pants is pretty quick. Alex, uh, I mean, I'm looking at these people. Wow. This is All right, now, orange pants, yes. he's really outnumbered now uh, by all of the people that are racing around the back. I'm glad that you have not taken off from your live shot yeah. and you remain with me. Uh, but that was the intended area where she was supposed to go in in the back? Well, the campaign didn't tell us exactly where she would come in. Uh, they wanted to avoid the kind of situation that we're having right now. So she did not go yeah. in the front entrance. She went in the back entrance. And uh, you can access directly the room where she's going to do the event. You can access that from the back there. So uh, she avoided the media to go around to the back, go right in, slip right into the room where she's going to yeah. meet with those students and the, the educators. That's, I mean, that's not Hillary Clinton's embarrassment. That's the media's embarrassment. I mean, oh, yeah. That is, oh, yeah. That is utterly pathetic. Utterly yes. pathetic. I mean, uh, stay, uh, look, we understand she's running for president, and there's going to be some interest in that. We understand you're going to go and, and probably coronate her as the grand leader of the world here in a couple of years, but can you make it a little bit less obvious? I guess they didn't know they were on camera running around like schoolgirls. Uh, that wasn't Justin Bieber. It wasn't, uh, you know, it wasn't any, it wasn't One Direction, Okay. You guys look like you're just freaking fanboys of this woman. And um, I guess that's well, what we, we have. they are. They are. Uh, they I, are. They are. And, and, and this is the treatment uh, that she, she's going to get from these people uh, for the next two years. Well, she's it's, the only one in right now, too, right, on the Democratic side. So, And she's the only star that will be in, it looks like. Unless, of course, like we, we keep saying, uh, Al Gore jumps into the fray sometimes. Because Biden, they're not going to get that excited about Biden. They've, they've been used to him now. He's not a superstar in the party. No. Hillary is. Al Gore is. Other than that, you got... <laughs> the Al Gore thing makes a lot of sense. Makes yes, a lot of sense. I mean, it does take... It, again, does mean Hillary has to collapse. Uh, if, you know, not... Yeah, her lead has to erode. Yeah. And, uh, she has to be one of those people that she has to start losing to Marco Rubio by eight points. You know what I mean? And like, that could those easily polls. happen. Could yeah. I mean, right now it's not happening, but it's very early. Yeah. If you know, let's say by November, you have a, a situation where like Ted Cruz uh, or whoever's still alive is is basically unanimous victories over Hillary Clinton because she's falling apart. And you know, you got Martin O'Malley or Bernie Sanders floundering, and no one believes they're the answer. That's when you can see Al Gore step in. And then that's really good for the show.
really good for the show. I mean, not it's good terrible for America. for the country. Yeah. Although I, I don't know that he would win either. But he, he so. would win the nomination without even thinking about it. Yeah. It's just a matter of would the American people want to elect this I, I just kind of wonder, because <clears throat> Martin O'Malley reminds me a little bit of Bill Clinton <clears throat> in 1991. <clears throat> Nobody knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, he, he plays an instrument. He's, he's charismatic. You know, he's a, he's a good-looking guy. People seem to, you know, like him a little bit when when they know who he is. Nobody knew Bill Clinton in the beginning. Mm -hmm. He was yeah, he was at two percent. That's kind of where Martin O'Malley is. Yep. So could happen. It, it could happen. happen. Uh, I just don't it could now. O'Malley, I don't think it will, but it could. Yeah. Now Bill Clinton was a, po a fairly popular governor of Arkansas. He just wasn't known outside of Arkansas. Yeah. Martin O'Malley, uh, when he left, they elected a Republican. Maryland. Maryland was like, you know what looks good to us right now is a Republican after two terms of Martin O'Malley. But he uh, did win two terms. But he did win two terms. Um, uh, but I, again, like a Republican mayor. I mean, it does occasionally, or excuse me, a Republican governor of Maryland. It does occasionally happen. They have had them in the past. Yeah, but it's, it's unusual. It's though. unusual, I would really. say. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's the state of Barbara Mikulski, who is one of the absolute worst people in government. Absolute <laughs> worst Oh my gosh! Awful. Yeah, awful. Hot though, I would say oh. that. I mean, attractive. No question, she's hot. You get, but you have to look past her looks. You know, you, you do because the message is so much more important, right? Than the beauty that that lies uh, really far beneath. Really, like, yeah, to I'm the not point. I'm sure how much beauty there is beneath. I mean, mm -hmm. that ugly goes to the bone. <laughs> you know, it really does. But uh, uh, wow. Jeff, you want to comment on that one? I just know that Barbara leads the way in cankles. Cankles <laughs> yeah, and pants suits, man. Barbara is the she's a big and fan. Pants suits. She's the head of the head of, head of the race there. And she's practically seriously, she's practically a communist. She and a proud one too. Uh, that that is that is not an American leader right there. <laughs> I don't know where she came from. Uh, what we need is an American leader that will talk to everyday people. That's what, That's we, what need. we need. We need someone who is comfortable. Uh, talking to everyday people, uh, and I think that leader is Hillary Clinton. Can we all agree on that? That yeah, okay, good. Um, she was at uh, Kirkwood Community College, where um, she was going to go talk to everyday Iowans. Minor issue is uh, the entire college went on lockdown, and they couldn't escape the rooms uh, because was that Secret Service related? I guess, I guess uh, security related. I guess would be uh, would be the truth there. But still, uh, it's going to be tough for her to pull this shtick off. Because she's not an everyday person. She has secret service following her around. And every candidate has that. But she's in another level. None of the Republican candidates are going to have this issue. I mean, you know, until they, unless there's some rock star that emerges, you know, Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or Rand Paul become this huge phenomenon and they're winning by 30 points. Until that happens, the, the coronation, um, you know, sort of uh, process Hillary is going to be going to until she screws it up. Is gonna is gonna lend itself uh, to a big crowd of, of security and journalists, and you're never gonna look like a regular person when that's the case. Yeah, I mean, you know, Barack Obama didn't try to look like a regular person. Barack Obama came out and he stood uh, with Roman, uh, you know, temples behind him, and and that was the way he presented himself, and it worked for him. And when he went on and he's tried to be regular people, he said things like, "Well, I think everybody's better if we just redistribute the wealth." We had the Joe the Plumber moment, and he was not—he's not good at that. He recognized it, to his credit and his people's credit, they recognized it, and they said, "You know what? Let's put you up there with a teleprompter. We'll make it look beautiful, and you'll be able to pull that off." And he did.
Um, Hillary can't seemingly do any of this stuff. She's mm-hmm. not good with regular people, and she's not good at speeches. I don't know what, again, other than the fact that she was married to someone who was popular. What the hell makes us believe she's a good candidate? She's terrible. She couldn't beat Barack Obama when she should have been able to beat him easily. She won a blue state, a deep blue state, in a Senate race that was not even a comparison. And there was no... Well, I mean, that was pretty much a hand-picked Senate race Hand-picked her, right? Senate race, yep. She I mean, moved there to run because yeah. she knew it would be easy. She got put in the Secretary of State where she accomplished very little, if anything, positive. She did accomplish some things that were negative. I mean, what makes us believe... That she's going to be able to cruise to this, other than the fact that she leads the polls early now, but those polls mean nothing. Yeah. Well, she led the polls last time. Yep. She was 40 points ahead of Obama and, and blew that lead. So she could easily do that again. And well, I think the more, she might. Ba- the more back entrances she goes in to be with the, be with the, the little people, yeah. that's going to drop hard. Uh, it is. So yesterday, uh, the top Google searches were for Hillary and uh, Marco Rubio. Um, people were interested in, uh, you know, what, how old are they? what their party is. I mean, you really don't know if Hillary Clinton... The number two thing, listen to this. Number two, what nationality is Marco Rubio? And is Hillary Clinton a Democrat? Is Hillary Clinton a Democrat? Is Hillary Clinton a Democrat? If you don't know that, I do not want you voting. Right. I do not want you voting. And that's not hateful. That's not hateful. But if you don't know that by now... You can't vote. She was married to the President of the United States who was a Democrat. Unless you're six. If you're six and you're interested in Hillary Clinton, you're wondering, okay, is she a Democrat or Republican? That's fine. But again, I, but I again you're not voting. We would say we don't want you voting. It's yes, like, you're, and, you're not but voting. But you also have the intellect and in, in, in the amount of information of a six-year-old. We also don't want you voting, whether you're 30 or 40 or 50. Sorry, Jeffy. The point here is that, you know, you have to... <laughs> the point is that you have to go... I thought she was a communist. That's it. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Actually, you're probably right on that. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, here's the number three was, uh, is Marco Rubio running for president in 2016? Okay, okay well, he did reasonable. just announce it. Is Hillary Clinton running? Okay, they did just announce it. Uh, is Marco C- Rubio Cuban? Uh, when did Hillary Clinton announce she was running for president? And All who right. is running for president in 2016? Many of these are fine. I mean, Marco Rubio... We know him. Mm-hmm. It's, people on talk radio know him, but the average person has no idea who Marco Rubio is. No. That's why he has such a big upside. That's why number five, when people are starting to hear, hey, there's this good-looking guy, he's Cuban-American, he's, uh, or he's Hispanic, he's running for president, then they, start, then they start wondering, okay, is Marco, number five, is Marco Rubio Democrat? Because they're probably, I'll bet you a lot of people are thinking, hey, I like this guy. But is he a Democrat? Yeah. And then they find out no, yeah. and then they're pissed. In case you're one of those people who isn't sure, the easiest way to tell is, um, is he the most popular person in the world uh, right now? And the answer is no, so you know he's not. Because he would be the he most popular be. person in the yeah, world if he, he was be. a Democrat. I mean, he's married to a Miami Dolphins cheerleader. You're telling me they wouldn't have those, that, those two faces on the uh, screen constantly if he was a Democrat? I mean, they did it with Michelle. They tried to make us believe that Michelle Obama was hot. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, oh, oh, look at her arms. This woman was a cheerleader in the NFL. I think we would. I think they would be. They would be very excited about this beautiful family if he was a Democrat. They sure would. A Hispanic, our a first minority. Hispanic president, maybe. <clears throat> uh, you know, a, a attractive family, a good speaker, uh, a guy who's young and upcoming. Like this is. He, I mean, this is the thing about Marco Rubio and why a lot of people, um, I think. 
root for him is that he is essentially the Obama package with more, much more conservative values. Now, is he is he Ted Cruz po- policy wise? No, uh, but he is more conservative than Jeb Bush, Lindsey Graham. So you have a guy who is pretty good on policy and has the Barack Obama, uh, you know, the Barack Obama, you know, package. He's got that portfolio. He can come out. He can be dazzling, I think, in front of uh, large crowds. He was not that great in his announcement speech. But go back. Do your, if you want to do a little research on this uh, campaign and you're sick of hearing us blab about it, go back and watch his 2012 um, uh, RNC speech. It was really good. I mean, it was a really good speech, as good as Barack Obama's 2004 speech. It's just that no one wanted to make a, a big deal about it. Plus, what he says is great. I mean, I was telling yesterday and, and, and earlier today, watching his speech reminded me of how much I really liked him when yeah. he was in Florida, mm-hmm. when he was running for Senate in Florida. Yeah, I mean, He's you know, a- he, he is broken with the Tea Party on a couple of issues, and they're big ones. Um, but... Again, you know, do you look at that and say, okay, this guy's an 80% type, but he, he actually can win? I think a lot of people in the audience are going are gonna to align themselves with that. They and like him forget, enough. He broke with the Tea Party on the immigration. He, he was with the uh, Gang of Eight or whatever mm-hmm. they called themselves. But he's backtracked on he's backtracked that. He's, he's walked that back. He, he's not for that anymore. Um, he changed his mind. So, I mean, you kind of wonder, okay, what causes that lapse in judgment in the first place? Right. But Scott Walker has the same but, profile. But, but Walker has the same deal. I mean, so we, we have to trust. Now, the only person who doesn't have that is Ted Cruz. Um, to some degree, Rand Paul doesn't have it, but that's because he supported those opinions the entire time. He's yeah. not being inconsistent. He just, has, you know, he was kind of on the immigration bandwagon anyway. He's just not really anyway. good on immigration. Yeah, it's not his best issue by any means. I mean, he's much better on fiscal policy yeah. than he is that. Um, but, you know, the only one really, if you're looking for purity, so far the only one who is, I think, even in that realm is going to be Ted Cruz. Now, if Ted Cruz either doesn't win or you don't like Ted Cruz for some other reason, one of his policies, you know, then you look at Marco Rubio and you say, well, do I want Marco Rubio or do I want, uh, you know, Scott Walker? Well, Scott Walker has a really good record, and he, I think he has a good, I think he's a conservative, but he's done the same stuff that Marco Rubio's done. Mm-hmm. He's changed his mind on big issues. He's gone off the rails a little bit on a couple of things. We're going to be talking to him next week, and we can ask him about those things. And I think that's why they're a little nervous about coming on, frankly. I, I don't think they want to address that stuff. Yeah. And they know they're, they're probably going to have to. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, I, I, I mean, I like... Scott Walker, I like Marco Rubio. I'm, I'm just not in love with him like I am with uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, this month, I'm also in love with this deal because you can save $400 on your very own Harvest Right freeze dryer. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is call 800-401-9597. Now, this is something that used to be pretty much industrial in nature. It was just unaffordable to have at home. Yeah. And now they made it so that you can have it in your own kitchen it actually fits in the kitchen. It looks great, and you can do great things with it. You can put uh, entire meals into freeze-dried state, and then, you know, you have them for food storage. It's yeah. phenomenal. So it's good for food storage. It's good. I mean, another way to use it is just, you know, great snacks for the kids. You know, we are constantly yeah. sending our kids, you know, we, they go to a little preschool thing a couple of days a week, and you send them in with their little lunch and everything. And, you know, you're... you're forced to buy prepackaged snacks unless you have something from Harvest Right where you can give them not only the type of snacks they might bring in anyway, fruit or or whatever, but you can you can send in all sorts of cool stuff. I think up to ice cream. We've had ice cream, freeze dried ice cream and it's delicious. It's a great snack. It does. That uh, way it doesn't melt. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's and perfect. 
We brought out these freeze-dried strawberries today, which I've been snacking on since this show started, as mm -hmm. Stu noted. Mm -hmm. And they're absolutely delicious. They, and again, they taste like strawberries. And again, they do. Mm -hmm. Yes, they do. Like real strawberries? <laughs> like real mm -hmm. strawberries. Because you know what? They are. <laughs> Go to HarvestRight.com now. HarvestRight.com or call 800-401-9597. You're going to save $400. That's 800-401-9597 or HarvestRight.com. Are you looking to save 50, 60, even 70% on your phone bill? Well, here's a tip. Broadvoice.com. Hi, it's Brad Staggs of Blaze TV here. Broadvoice offers high-quality phone service for only $8.95 a month. You may ask, how can I save so much money? What's the catch? Well, the secret is the technology. Broadvoice uses VoIP technology that takes analog audio signals from your phone, turns them into digital data, and then transfers them over the Internet. This means crystal clear sound and cheaper phone bills. Broadvoice has been ranked in the Deloitte Technology Fast 500 and Inc. 500 as one of the fastest growing private companies in America. Get Broadvoice right now for only $8.95 a month. Keep your existing phone number for free and Broadvoice will send you their easy plug-in adapter free. All this and you get unlimited local calling for just $8.95 a month. Plus, for a limited time, Broadvoice will even give you your first month free. Do what we did here at Blaze Radio. Make the switch today at broadvoice.com or call 888-727-PECK. It's Pat and Stu. You know, on, on uh, radio a little while ago, we had uh, Mike Lee on to explain these, uh, uh, this new tax plan they have. Here it is, tax day. It's uh, April 15th. Did you get your extension done? Got my extension. Nice. Taken care of. Mine's not done per se. Well, I, th I mean, I think it's done. I don't, I don't you know. know. You have no idea. I let somebody do that because I... It's too hard. But you still have to sign. Well, you still have to I have sign. To sign. sign. Yeah. So I don't know that I have it. to sign the extension, though, do I? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should know that. All I know is I sent but a I form to my accountant last night, and she's going to call me back today and tell me what I need to do. Now, it's not that we're, like, you know, high-profile, uh, incredibly uh, complicated finances that, no, no, that have we're, we're, wealth and, and uh, LLCs and all kinds of stuff. It's just that we work in 10, 15 states every year. And so uh, we have to file in, all, to those file in all those states. And like sometimes, no and then like to the point of like you'll work one day in, you know, Utah, and you have to file a Utah uh, tax return. And Sucks. Then, and it's like you owe thirty-two dollars, but you have to go through all that nonsense to do yeah. it. One um, one state it was like seventy-five cents or something. <laughs> really? I thought they always <laughs> yeah. rounded the dollars yeah. off. They died. It was I, maybe they did, but it, it, the. the one of the lines was seventy five cents and a, like a dollar thirty eight. I don't know. It was <laughs> crazy. It but is anyway. Uh, so here it is, tax day, and and we spoke to Mike Lee because we were really confused about him joining Rubio on this tax plan because to to us the tax plan kind of sucks. I mean, it's, it's not as bad as the one we have now. I, and I think that was Mike Lee's defense. Was, it is look, for some people. It is for some people. For, I, for some people, it's worse. It is worse for some people. There's, I don't think there's any question of that. I tried to get him to admit that. I, yeah, which he I did, did not seem Which to, he did not do. He did not seem to want well, to For do. the vast majority, for 80% of people, this is a tax cut. Well, what about the 20% that 
from 116,000 to 600,000 or whatever it is, mm -hmm. who are getting a massive tax increase. Yeah, here. those people are obviously the ones, you know, you know, they're spending large amounts on things. That's not your average salary, obviously, but it's also not Tom Cruise. Now, right. under their plan, the way I looked at it, again, there's Tom a lot Cruise of details. Tom Cruise gets a tax break. Tom Cruise gets a tax, tax break. Someone who's making $50,000 gets a tax break. Bill Gates gets um, a tax break. Uh, Bill Gates would get a tax break. But the people who are maybe starting up a small business or, um, you know, uh, have expensive tastes and things, they don't get a tax break. And the issue there, of course, is... Um, they try to offset the business part of that with business tax cuts. And look, it's not, it's not, on its face, I think there's a lot of people who would get hit with this because of the way they worked it with uh, tax credits for families and encouraging uh, certain structures um, business-wise. Mm -hmm. uh, there would probably be ways, I think, like they're looking at it as, okay, look, um, and I could not get him to admit to this, but this I still believe it even after his answer because he would not, specifically address it. He was a little slippery on this one. I think what they're saying is, look, we lower it for, for people at the bottom, okay? We lower the top rate a little bit, but we lower the rate largely for people at the bottom. Um, and the people in, in the sort of, there are people who are moderately wealthy to pretty wealthy who will get hit hard with this. But the bottom line is we can use that as a defense and they're never going to go for us lowering everybody's tax rates. So we're going to do it that way. And is it going to suck? Well, I mean, you know, for some people it will, but those people could theoretically They won't try even to... admit to that, though. Right. He, Mike Lee would I not think, admit to that. Right. I think that's what they're actually doing, they, but you're they, right. They it is what they're it. doing, mm -hmm. and, and it sucks, and I'm tired of it. They do admit and it. And I'm really disappointed in Mike Lee that he would go along with this garbage. I mean, this is your starting point with the Democrats. That's this is the point at which you say, okay, here's, here's what we're going to start the bargaining with. This garbage? Yeah. You can only go. Uh, you can only get worse from there if you're going to negotiate with Democrats. So you start, and it, it's like you go into uh, you go into a, your employer and you want to raise, and you're making fifty thousand dollars, and you want to make seventy five. So you don't go in there and say, "Hey, uh, I'd really like to make. I'm making fifty now. I'd like to get up to fifty three. Now I'll give you fifty thousand five hundred. Oh, okay. We moved it in the right direction. We moved you know? it. We moved yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I yes. got a $500 raise. Got a $500 a year raise. Rather than, you know, you don't get to 50 to 75 by asking for 53. You get from 50 to 75 by asking for 100. Yeah. I, I, and then you negotiate you back into the middle somewhere. They've started at 53 mm -hmm. with this plan. It's yeah. the dumbest thing I, I I can imagine from somebody like Mike Lee. Yeah, I talked because to I expect you know he, he's right. shown me so much that I expected more. Again, and I think this is part is an important part to point out. What you just did is look. The bottom line is we're looking at this as we want Mike Lee to be the you know perfect is what we want. Yeah. And uh, you know this isn't perfect. I don't think. Um, I did talk to a, a friend of but mine. It's, who's a, it's so far from perfect. I, I hate that excuse. And he, and he used it twice. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's not a perfect plan. It's not perfect. It sucks. Well, first of all, it's, it's your so plan. far so from perfect. If, if it's your plan, you, you should make, it, make perfect, it perfect, and then move right. from there if you have to. That's right. Uh, don't, don't start as at, right. at imperfect. I and mean, you and can't get there look, from here. I don't like that answer either. It's tough. I, I mean, know, we, I, when we ask him about a flat tax, you can't go for. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's what you demand. You say, oh, look, boy. this. It's time now. It is time to stop the progressive nature of our income tax. This is communism, and there's no reason for it. And you stand up and you fight for what's right for a change, and they will 
not do it. Now, what about the argument? Because this, this comes from what they call reform conservatives. And what the reform conservative <laughs> argument is, if I can su summarize it, is we believe, too, that the flat tax is great and it would be better. However, it's been tried a million times and we're not getting anywhere with it. So what if we try something that's not all the way there, that we can have a little bit of a justification to the media, we can, ha we can try to fight off the same uh, attacks that always come, that you know it's a tax, uh, tax cut for the wealthy and everything else, and because we're not winning. So why don't we try something that gets us a decent part of the way towards uh, what we think is a positive policy? Then give me something that's a decent part of the way. This isn't that. Well, I mean, it's it not would that. cut taxes for it's most not people. It's not that. Here's what you do if that's what you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. You go for a two-tiered plan. Okay, you give a, a flat rate of 14%, or I think they said 15, but yeah. I, I'd make it lower than that for, for people who make yeah, I go to 10. under 75. I'd go to 10 or 12. So I'd start at 12 for them and 19 or 20 for everybody else. Done. Yeah. I mean, Done. That's a, I mean, There's your two-tiered system. Still progressive. You still can't say, okay, well, the, well they you're, would you're say, giving everybody else a, a, a tax increase because you're not. And, uh, and but they would say that's you're and giving you've got no the vast majority exemptions. of the tax cuts are going to the wealthy. I don't care. You stand up and you fight for it. Yeah, I you, mean, you I, stop wussing out. That's what I would prefer. I, However, I almost use some other uh, yes. adjective there. <laughs> that rhymes. Stop wussing <laughs> out. But wouldn't you say and you man up look, and you say and you fight the fight you know, and you educate people. You know, I'm largely with you on this. Uh, I would say 99% of it uh, I'm with you on. But like to give you the other side, they would say this is the thing that has been being pushed since at least no, Steve hasn't. Forbes. Nobody's, nobody's really pushed it. They, nobody's, and we've had time after time after time where they could have. And, the, and there was the, uh, what, six years of the Bush administration where we had the Republican majority in the House, both houses, and we had the presidency. And you still did nothing. You still did nothing. Work your will. on. Uh, stop trying to uh, appease the Democrats and just get something good done. They, 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 they're going to have another opportunity, potentially, in 2016, and they're not going to do it. Yeah, this is the kind of crap they're going to go for when they've got a, a majority in both houses and the presidency? This is your plan? It sucks. It sucks. Yeah, look, at, look at what's happened. Uh, what's happened off. is uh, work across the <laughs> aisle. The Democrats reach across, and it's do what we want, and that's uh -huh. working together. That's right. And the Republicans work across, and do what they want, Every single and that's time. working together. Every no. single time. No. Yeah. No. Right. No. Yeah, tell, no, I, tell the Democrats no. to go pound sand. We're not, we're not appeasing you. We're not listening to you. We're going to do what you do when you're in the majority. So sit down and shut up. <laughs> yes. Sorry. We're, we're going to do the nuclear option right now. The difference being we're just going to do it legally. Right. We're going to stay within the law, which I know right. is not of, of interest to but you. But they could. But they could. But they could. But they could. But I still think you go and you fight for what you... You know, you know the, I've said this kind of before, and it, 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 the gay marriage thing has sort of won me over, and the idea of... You fight for what you want. You don't fight for this half measure. You don't fight for this little thing. You go out there and fight where you want. In, in the 1990s, people like Hillary Clinton were m massively opposed. 80% of the pop population was opposed to gay marriage. And these guys went out, to their credit, and fought for years and years and years for the thing they wanted. Not, they didn't say, look, can you give us at least the legal rights and let us say that where we have civil unions even. They, certainly there was part of that as it went through, but they kept fighting for what they actually wanted, and eventually they got there. The Republicans never and they got there fast. They did get there really fast. I mean, I, I said the 90s. I mean, you go back. Remember, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton 
both ran as candidates in 2008, seven years ago, marriage. opposed to it. And un, until 2012, neither one of them admitted that they actually favored gay no. marriage. And they both cited their religious sensibilities yeah. as the reasoning. And so in that seven, seven to ten year period, these guys were able to take an issue that was polling at 20 percent and turn it into one that was polling in some polls as high as 60 percent. And it's now legal in 37 states. And why, why did they do that? Because they didn't back off. They didn't say, well, you know, we'll take 1% of what we want. They said, we're gonna, we want this. Give it to us. We deserve it. Right. And they got it. We should do this on taxes. We should do this on abortion. Mm -hmm. We should do this on, on all the things that are important to us. 888 back. More patents do it coming up. That's the thing you don't take steps on the way to get there, but you're always fighting for that end goal. Every time. Oh, and then we never do. Fair taxing? Oh, yeah. Fair, fair taxing. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. You know what's always fun to, to hear about on uh, tax day is the people who have to write the largest check today. Yeah. You know, you paid in your whole year, and then what's that? What's that? What's that last check you have to write to the IRS yeah. on, the, on April fifteenth and send in? I go to the other extreme, and then I I write no dependents. And I actually like put more money in. I do too. You have that option where you yeah. can put actually more money in than they charge you. I take because it. I'm I, because I'm so paranoid. At the end of the year, they're going to say there's a problem that I just you know fork over too much cash and then it's at the end better. they were. It's dumb though. I'm just lending the government money without any interest. It's stupid. True, but and I'm just so paranoid back, about them. You get that, it back at the end of the year without interest, which really is that's what I mean. They just stupid, send you back the plan. money I've overpaid them. They give uh -huh. it back to me, and then they don't give me any interest, even though they've been theoretically using it the whole time. Right, Bastards. but I, I, I asked that question a few years ago. There was uh, somebody in Houston who called, and 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 they they had written a check for seven point five million dollars on April fifteenth that they still owed in taxes. I'm like, well, wow. okay, I'm not. I mean, I'm. I mean, that means you made a lot of money, though. Yes, I mean, uh, <laughs> you see, they didn't deserve. Well, at some point, you've at earned some, enough money. Made, made enough money. Um, uh, I, yeah, it's, it wasn't earned. That's right. It wasn't earned enough <laughs> money. Made enough made money. Made enough money. Like it just came to you in some weird way. He doesn't think way. that stuff is earned. That's true. Uh, I had a friend who um, his dad owned a big company and invented something ridiculous with like shipping, um, and uh, so he he was in this family. He, his job was a normal job. He was a teacher. Um, but he, you know, his dad had had this huge invention, so the family was quite wealthy, and he had a piece of this family business, even though he didn't work there every day. Um, and he would have to write quarterly checks that were gigantic because he. It was bizarre because he wasn't. He would get money from the company, but he wasn't working at the company. He owned, I don't know, he had some ownership stake in it. So he'd he, he'd have to like get this cash, but the, it wasn't cash. Like he was wealthy, but he wasn't wealthy. You know, he had some money, but like the money was like, it wasn't in a way that he could easily access it. It's tied up. So it was this bizarre thing where he'd have to like scramble to get these giant checks quarterly. Oh, jeez. Even though he had plenty of money, the IRS made him pay quarterly because they want you to prepay right. uh, your, your taxes. Um, when, you, when you make, I don't know what the number is, but when you make a certain amount, they want you to do that. So um, it's a really bizarre thing. And if you have, if you make enough money, there's like, it's the same thing with the Mike Lee tax plan. 
It's like if you make enough money, you have accountants that sit there and calculate the exact amount you should give. You know, when you are not middle class, but you're upper middle class, mm -hmm. you don't have the money for a team of accountants to figure all that stuff out. So you right. wind up kind of just like giving them your money and hoping they tell, you know, they send it back at the end of the end of the year on April 15th. Um, it's a kind of a weird, weird thing. And then the same thing with the Mike Lee tax plan. It's like if you're really wealthy, you get a tax cut. If you're middle class, you get a tax cut. If you're kind of upper middle class, yeah, you're going to be paying thousands more. Yeah. And another thing, as long as we're, uh, you know, we're talking about the Mike Lee interview uh, from radio. <laughs> you're back. I was just a quick mention. You're going back again, aren't you? He used language that drives me out of my mind. He okay. used the language of the left on, well, but, but Pat, uh, we're, working families are going to get a big tax, are going to get a tax Working families, uh, so if you make 116000 to 630000 yeah. you're not a working family? And you called them out on this, by the way. Yeah, in the yeah, because that drives me out of my mind. So you're saying that I don't work. I I don't work? Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? 14 hours a day, we work. Yeah. What do you think we're doing here? I mean, this is not this siesta time. We work. You gotta work with and, and people work a hell of a lot harder than we do uh, doing other things. That are, you know that are really really taxing, and in fact, the fact is that to become successful, most people have to work all the time. What? They work harder than people who make less money because yeah, you're not always true, but it's not true always all, true, but largely. it's true a lot, mm -hmm. and that's how you become successful. Right. You're working all the time, sometimes to the detriment of your family. So don't give me that working family crap. That, yeah, that's, that's, that's the verbiage of the left, and it, it pisses me off. It is, but that's what makes me believe that this tax play is they're trying to do something they believe overall is good, but they can get by with some of the PR stuff. Yeah. The PR walls that have been set up for the previous arguments, they're trying to get around. He would not admit that again to me. Wouldn't. But I think that's what he was doing. And, of course, I guess if you want it to work, you can't admit it. Right? Yeah. You can't say, yes, absolutely, we're just doing it. This is actually pretty much the same plan, <laughs> except we have a couple of little uh, PR uh, loopholes there that we're, we're I guess you can't say that. But, uh, but I, I love the man. Again, I love great. the man. We, he's we, great. Yeah, we're uh, fans. I, I hate what, what is happening to him in Utah. But this is just a bone of contention right now that we have. And it's yeah. unusual because we expect so much out of him. So I thought that, that any tax plan he would sign on to would be a really good one. Yes. And this doesn't seem to be that. Now, Mike Lee did come on and try to answer some of the questions we asked. I mean, he answered some of them. Um, the, it's a difference from, from, say, a Hillary Clinton. who he doesn't, She doesn't need to answer questions. Um, in fact, I think it's actually inappropriate to ask her questions at this point. Uh, Ed Schultz is on this bandwagon with us, and uh, he wanted to make sure you, you understand that Hillary does not have to actually answer any questions when she's running for president. You know, Thomas, I don't think Hillary Clinton wants press. I think she wants people. And I think that she right. doesn't have to answer any questions right now. And I, I think that what she's going to do in Iowa is not focus on press, but focus on what people have to say. And I think that Hillary Clinton's been around long enough. She knows exactly what she's going to hear when she goes into that room right there and talks to those 20 and 30-somethings about America. Because she has one, and she's got a granddaughter. She's got a pretty good sense of what the American people want, but she's going to get reaffirmed on this trip. So I think that this is a slow walk. Mm -hmm. I think Hillary knows that this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think she's pretty well prepared for what she's going to hear. The question is, when is she going to start unveiling what her solutions are? I mean, I guess if he's talking strategically, which I think he kind of is, I obviously her desire would be to not answer questions. I mean, it's a smart way to roll out your campaign to say, look, we're going to they're not going to do much of anything 
honestly. Why do anything right now? With the exception of doing fundraisers and talking to people, doing a little bit of sort of like on-the-ground work, going house-to-house -house type of stuff, why would you do anything if you're Hillary Clinton? Why would you do a national media interview right now if you're Hillary Clinton? What benefit is that to you? Stay away. Don't answer any questions. Keep walking. Talk mm -hmm. to regular people. Do that easy sort of thing where you're going in and out of crowds, you're shaking hands, you're kissing babies. And then, you know, come November, when you're still up by 50 points over Martin O'Malley and there's nobody challenging you, you know, then you're going to get into general election mode and you're going to start pushing forward. But right now, there's no need for her to do this stuff. No. Uh, only if a serious candidate jumps in. Is there a need for her to do anything, you know, dramatic? Like, you know, again, Al Gore jumps in. Then, you know, she's going to have to probably... Explain some things, because Gore will. Yeah. Gore will lay out his plan for, you know, to, to, to stop climate change and, mm -hmm. and that $10 trillion program that he's got to ruin the nation. You always talk about a dangerous president. Man. Oh, my gosh. Can you because imagine? Think of, the, think of the mentality of Al Gore. And Hillary has some of this, but she, he's, she's not as bad as, bad as she is. She's not as bad as Al Gore. Think of Al Gore, who believed he was about to take control of the country <clears throat> and, and wound up losing. And now he's had... 15 years to sit back and think about what he would have done yeah. and to also think about the mistakes he made in the campaign which surely he believes was he was not liberal enough he was not uh, uh, radical enough he you know and now he realizes he had that opportunity he thought he had it and now he didn't have it if I ever got the chance to do it again I would just come out and go for it I think he would come out and with you want to talk about crazy guns stuff. Guns blazing. He would come out guns blazing. And I think that would mean that he probably would wind up losing again. Well, <laughs> yeah, he might. Yeah. Um, but he, I, I think he was pissed that Obama didn't go nearly far enough for him mm -hmm. on the climate change thing. He's sick of this. And so he's, he's, sick of the he's tired of it. Mm -hmm. And he yelled about it. And, uh, I mean, you would get into that mode where he does all that. He betrayed this country. He betrayed this country. And where he gets into preacher mode and oh, yeah. stuff. He and played on our fears. That was, I he it. played on our fears. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So uh, it'd be fun. That would be fun because he would not win with that approach. I, think, I don't think, though, he would jump in with Hillary Clinton still in the race. I think it would have to be her saying, uh, pressured, and she could be pressured to do this. All right, I'm losing. Uh, I'm going to drop out. If that were to happen and there was no other alternative, I think he, he very well I might think Wouldn't in. it be fun to see the two titans battle it out, though? Oh, yeah. Why, why, why can't he jump in with Hillary in there? He could beat her. I mean, there's yeah, oh, there is I, zero other competition. You're right. telling me that the two top candidates in the Republican... I mean, we got nine of them in the Republican I, Party who are doing this. Why can't the top two Democrats do I this? I question whether Gore wants to put in the work of a... That's probably campaign. the thing. I, yeah, I think and he's he, old now. I yeah. mean, not super old, no. but he's, what, 65, 66? Hey, I think he, he may not want it at all. With his vision is, look, I'm making a money. Big, I think I'm making a big difference anyway. Yeah. I've got yep. plenty of money. If, if drafted, essentially, he jumps in and cruises to the nomination, I think he's yeah. fine with that. But and I, it's probably, it's probably th that zeal to be the leader of the free world has maybe faded a little bit for him yeah. since he's had money and comfort and he right. can do whatever right. he wants now. But, but if was, he can I mean, walk that into was, it. That was your argument anyway to begin with, is the only reason he would get in is that he would th that be drafted. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Say, if he can walk to the you're nomination. You're a savior. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're the only one. And then that would play on his ego. Yeah. And he would say, have you talked to Dick Gephardt? He played on my ego! Triple eight seven two seven back more bets. Dick Gephardt is an interesting candidate. Dick Gephardt. There's the other title. We haven't heard from him yet. Is he coming in? Water's fine, Dick. Come on in. Awesome. At seventy four.
The other kind of interesting uh, thing about the Hillary campaign is that uh, apparently she's paying a lot of uh, money for Facebook likes and Twitter followers, and they're, they're all fake. Well, not all, but like 50% of them or so. 40, I guess 44% of the uh, followers she has are real. 44%. That's pretty good. Yeah. By the way, yeah, yeah look at that. About she 2 million. 2 million are not real. 699,000 followers. Uh, Glenn has, what, 3.5 million? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, oh, that's on Facebook? Oh, okay, it's Twitter. Oh, okay. It's Twitter that 2 million are not real. Okay, she's got, so she's got a lot of Twitter. Million. Yeah. She doesn't have that many Facebook followers. No. Definitely. Or likes or whatever you do on Facebook. Follow, like, visit, I don't know, whatever. You have brunch. There it is. 699,280 <laughs> likes. Now, how many likes do you have on Facebook, Pat? All of them are real. Every single Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, there's no doubt. All of them are real. But that's, that's, well, that, that wasn't an answer. I can vouch for every single Facebook like I have. How every many? How many? single one of them. There's zero because I, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. However, the Pat and Stu Show is on Facebook. The Pat and Stu Show mm -hmm. is on Facebook. Like so us. Go there and like us. And then on also, Facebook. Uh, and be real, though. We, we want you to be real. Eh, I don't care for it. Really. <laughs> you don't? No, no, don't care at all. Stu doesn't care. Um, and then also, I'd like uh, you to be real, but I, yeah, I mean, it's not that meaningful. You can go to my page as well. I don't even if know you what go to StuFacebook.com, it will redirect you there. Well, that's just the easiest way to get there. But you should do both of those pages and like them. And we try to post a decent amount. Uh, I, we actually preview the show every day. Is that where we post that is on Facebook? I think it is. Um, where we kind of tell you what's coming up on the show, and then uh, also do a bunch of writing and stuff at Facebook. We, we so, should, yeah. If you don't care, we should buy a bunch of people to like us in Baghdad, like uh, Hillary's done. I actually thought about that. I thought it would be a fun experiment. It would be fun. Um, where we just start buying, because they're really cheap. You can buy like, like yeah. 100,000 Facebook fans for like, I, I don't know, $100 or $1,000. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, because... <laughs> No, they're all not, they're not real, and it doesn't do you any good. It just gives you the I know, prestige still, of the number. That's kind of cool. But we can just, can we just do start doing know, that. Do you know that if you're to buy coins on uh, Trivia Crack, okay, it, buy coins this to is, do... Now, wait a minute. We, we need to explain a little backstory. Okay, Trivia Pat Crack... Is, is is addicted to Trivia Crack. Yes, I have since given it up because I was too addicted to it. But... Uh, I had to stop playing that stupid. Thing I, I just had to stop. You got me addicted. To and it's it's unbelievable. There was I don't know 150 million people playing it. So it's a little app that you get on your phone or your iPad and and uh, or Android, and it's it just asks you trivia questions in six different categories, and you play against people randomly around the world or your friends, whatever you want to do. And then, but there's little coins you can buy that will help you with some of the trivia questions, and you can you can buy them. For uh, like, so it would it would eliminate. It's it's almost like uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Where you can do, it'll eliminate two of the answers, and you can choose from the last two. But that costs you coins. Now the coins on this thing, for thirteen hundred, it's one hundred dollars to buy thirteen hundred coins. Wow! And the coins go like that. I mean, they go fast. Wow! Like a day or two, you could be out of coins. Yeah, because I played a game uh, like this. And you can buy a hundred thousand well. Facebook followers for a hundred bucks. I, it could be, it could be a thousand. I, I would have to look. I have, still, that's we a did lot. a bit. We did a story on this a, a while lot. ago, or we were flirting with doing a story on it, but we never actually did it. And it was, uh, it, I was looking at the actual prices. You, I mean, you just search for it online, and there's like yeah. a bunch of places who will do it. 
I mean, just like automated programs and people in other countries that sign up and, and like your pages. That, then that's, that accounts. And we didn't even think of that with the Hillary story in Baghdad. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, I was playing a, a, a while ago to play this game, and you're kind of like building these villages, and like you, you need to like get all these resources and stuff. Almost like civilization. Like that, and that's, that's that sort of realm. And it's free, and they're like, it's free to play. And you build like a new factory, and it'll take an hour. But if you just give them a, you know, 12 cents, it will be built instantly. <laughs> and you're like, really? Well, what, 12 cents? Yeah. Okay. Right. And after a while, you can really start spending some money on that stuff. <laughs> That's what I did. My wife is looking at the, because it, it just rings up automatically on iTunes. Yeah. Anything that's easy to spend money with, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a, they call that free, freemium is yes. the word for that, and, yes. and that is really hot, hot industry. It's that Kate Upton game. <laughs> that's not the game I was playing, but that game where she's in the ad and yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, war, yeah. Game of War. Game of War. It's that. Spend that's the model. So they wife, get you in for free, and then you wind up spending money to make it easier. My wife came to me and said, why didn't you spend $250 on iTunes this <laughs> month? Oh, holy <laughs> Oh, work? Um, work? Oh, um, uh. Pat and Stu. Uh, it's kind of a fun story of this uh, this guy who made it big in the NFL, uh, Philip Buchanan, who uh, played defensive back for uh, any number of teams. Um, and I think he, he got into the NFL in 2002 and, and started making, you know, really good money, as most NFL players do. And it's interesting because he just wrote a book called uh, New Money, Staying Rich. And he shared his story of what happened to him when he got into the NFL and started making it big. And all the people who came at him wanting stuff, including his mom. Mm. His own mother came to him with a uh, pretty outrageous demand uh, as soon as he was drafted into the NFL. So he, uh, he hadn't gotten his first paycheck in the NFL and she wanted $1 million. He's like, odd. Mm. Here's what her, his story. Soon after the draft, she told me I owed her a million dollars for raising me for the past 18 years. Well, that was news to me. If my mother <laughs> taught me anything, is that this is the most desperate demand that a parent can make on a child. The covenant of having a child is simply that you give your child everything possible, and they owe you nothing beyond a normal amount of love and respect. I couldn't disagree with that more, but <laughs> go ahead. We'll go no, I'm sorry. Is my mic on? It is. Oh. It is. And you, of course, have gone through this situation with your son, who is actually successful, <laughs> unlike his father. <laughs> uh, and you have been trying to mooch off him the entire time. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, Stu, it's embarrassing that you would think I would do that. Mm -hmm. I was happy for him to succeed. Mm -hmm. 
You were happy for the but money that he was this making. This kid is that's absolutely right. So this if kid, if you a, make it big, you should, your parents should be getting that some cash out of you. <laughs> no question. This is interesting. No question. Uh, well, he uh, he says uh, there is no financial arrangement. If you get uh, old and infirm and your kids are around to help you at that point, it, it, then you're lucky. It's not written in the social contract. The mothers and fathers of the world have been able to uh, have been rearing their kids for generations in every culture imaginable. And it's a one-way street when it comes to money. If they pay you back someday and you really are going through hard times, then that's just a bonus, a gratuity for being a great mother or father. You agree with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> there. That's my book. No. Yeah, I, oh, my God. I mean, that is, it is true, right? I mean, like, you, do you, you could probably disagree a little bit with the end of life type of stuff. It's not necessarily if you're just around. And you can, right. I mean, I think that it does at some point become... Mm -hmm. Par at least partially your responsibility. However, your your role as parent, and I know I will try to do this and, and hopefully not bug Zach and Ainsley with these problems, but it's like your role as a parent is to live your life not just to make enough money to go week to week, but to try to put yourself in a position which you're not begging them for cash all the time or you're not trying to get uh, stuff out of them, out of your kids. I mean, your kids want to help you. You want to help your kids, but that is a one-way street, largely. You, yeah. You agree with that? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to get to the point where the kids aren't trying to beg us for money all the time. That's the point I'd like to reach. Mm. <laughs> Is there, a, <laughs> there should be a time, a time when the kids are kind of on their own. That's you know that, what I mean? That time is supposed to the be 18? Yeah, uh, about just 18. So you know. Maybe mm -hmm. at the mm -hmm. end of college? Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know. What, but, uh, well, and this is why <clears> Jeffy has this one figured out. It's just be a lot less successful than your children. Uh, you know. You're supposed to want better for your children so that they can help you. That's uh -huh. the whole point. No, that's you not... raise children to be successful to help you. This is, this this doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, so you are you having an issue with this? Uh, with <laughs> with, with the... this guy? No. Yes. With, <laughs> No, I mean, like, you're saying you want to stop your kids. Is I there, mean, it's happened. There's a cutoff date, isn't and, there? And really, uh, it's I mean, tough. it depends on the situation. You didn't even want I'm, your I'm kids usually... to be on your their insurance right. until the max date. Right. Um, so I don't think you're that guy that's no. constantly no. shoveling cash over to the kids. But it's hard. I mean, if, if they're in real trouble, of course, you, as a parent, you got to, you know, you, you, do you step you up and you do what you can. Or, I, I, It would be really hard for me if they were really floundering and, uh, and not to try to fix it for them. That's hard. That's hard, uh, but it doesn't do them. I don't think it does them a service when you do that. When you step in and fix things for them, you can always offer them a hand up. But I mean, that's what family is for, right? That's you. If you're in trouble, you go to your family first, and then you go to say your church agency next. Government should Charity. be the yeah. last, mm -hmm. the last stopping point along that line. Yeah, um, but. As far as a, well, I'm interested in your take on this because <laughs> you are, and I'm trying to figure out how much of it is real and how much of it is because you normal. literally have gone through this situation. The situation that we're talking about with this news story yeah. is your your son. In case we we haven't really hit this here, we've talked about it in the past. But your son was a was an offensive lineman for the New England Patriots. He was uh, he was picked up by the Patriots uh, right after the draft. Right. Um, and while he didn't go through uh, you know several multi million year uh, dollar a year contracts, he had a nice uh, nice uh, signing bonus. Which, you know, obviously well. we we wanted that to happen. I say we, me, wanted that to happen. Right. Several year million dollar contract. Right. You know, yeah. for his success. Yeah, and look, he got injured. I mean the bottom line is he got injured, so he didn't he wasn't able to reap all the rewards, but he did pretty well for himself. And I haven't and talked to him uh, since then. I hope he's doing okay. If you're out there, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> if 
you're out there, I love you. But I mean, was there a part of you that was like, you know, look, if, if this kid makes, he signs an $80 million contract someday, I, I hope I'm, I'm not living in the trailer I'm currently living right. in. Right, you know, absolutely. And Amber was always after him, like, you know, you sign that big deal, I get a new kitchen. Period. <laughs> That's all she wanted was a new yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I mean, so, yeah, uh -huh. absolutely. You, know, you, you, you want, like, and you think you owed it. You, you're not did owed you it. think you were owed no. it because you, you taught him football? For real? You took him to the, For yes. real? For real. No. Okay. All right, you, did, you, you never thought there was any, look, I raised you, I helped you become who you are, I'm the one who took you to practice, I'm the one who, who taught you a lot of these you skills. You are convincing me to believe it now. I mean, I, yeah, there's a, you, you could make a case. You can make that, that you've case. you've got some sort of claim. First of all, you hope that you've raised your children well enough to know that if that were to happen... They were obviously going to take care of their family. Yeah, they're obviously going to do that. Yeah, and make right. Sure but you don't. Okay. Right. You don't. You don't believe it's part of the contract. It's if they want to do it, and right. if they don't want to do it, they don't want to do it. That's right. right. I mean, That's look, right. you are legally obligated to pay for your kids until they leave the house, but you're not. The other way around is that would be great. Right? Like when you, I think it was uh, one of the Rihanna. Maybe she went back to. Uh, she did some big interview, and she went back to. I think I want to say she's from. Anyone know Barbados, Bermuda? Some island. Sounds right. I think it started with a B. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And she was back there, and she went to this beautiful house with her mom, and they were taking a tour, and it was like, oh, Rihanna's going to buy this house in, the, uh, this, uh, in, her, in her homeland. And then she said, actually, Mom, this is your house. And, you know, the mom's like, oh, my God. She, you know, she was, they came from poverty, and right. now they're, here she's getting this beautiful house in their, in their home country. And it was a great moment, but it's not a moment that, as a parent, you get to expect. No. I don't care what happens. You don't get to look at, you know, I will never, like if Zach goes and, or Ainsley goes and makes $50 million a year, I really probably at that point will hope that I have a sweet, uh, a sweet vacation home or something. Um, but they have, are under zero obligation to actually do that. Yeah, if they want to do sure. it, great. But yeah. again, you have to also take care of yourself and think ahead. A lot of people get in, in, in football. Uh, and other sports are famous for this, you feel like the richest man in the world when you're getting those checks. Those checks end, and you still have 50, 60 years left to live. Yep. So you better be really smart with that money. Yep. When you got you know, seven figures in the, in, the, in the bank, but you got 50 years to go, that's not that much money. Yes, and that, that's what this guy realized. First of all, he said no to the mom uh, on the million dollars, but he did buy her a big fat house. So he said, okay, I'm not going to give you a million dollars. But, you know, I, I will get you a nice house. And he did. Mm. And uh, then he realized, okay, she can't afford the upkeep, right. the taxes, the anything that happens in this, the mortgage payments. So he had to do all that. And, and then uh, so he did that year after year after year during his NFL career. And then he finally said, look, Mom, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to do it. So what do you want to do? I can get you a smaller house. You know, and something manageable for you, maybe that you could afford on your salary. And she's like, now. And so I think he gave her, he wound up giving her $15,000 or something and, uh, and just said, okay, that's it. And then other relatives started to come at this guy, too. And so he must have had a really <laughs> a fun family. Yeah. He must have been a fun family. This would be an interesting guy to talk to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, he did write a book, too. He probably would talk. I mean, he's obviously doing media. I would like to talk to him about it because that's an interesting, yeah, unique experience to go through. And you just, I think, as a parent, it's up to you to not make your son feel that way. 
right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, you have certain responsibilities that, as a parent, I think, to make sure, and I, and I know this is hard for you to hear, Jeffy, but it's like up to Jeffy to make sure Elvis does not feel like, oh, I, I got, dad's going to be mad at me if he, I don't give him a bunch of money. Like, if he gives it to you, great. But you need to go out of your way to be like, look, that's not what this is about. I'm really happy you're successful. I did try that. I tried to get there. That's not a... Um, but couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't reach that point. You are a terrible, <laughs> terrible father. person. Terrible person. Terrible I mean, not person, just terrible father, father. Terrible in every way. Terrible in pretty much everything. I'm not, I don't think I'd want it. You know, if my, my kids got super successful and they said, hey, Dad, we'd like to give you and Mom $2 million. I, I don't... I'd oh, I would run. Oh, would my you? gosh, Pat. You I mean, look, I uh, in a sensible way, like, you know, if, if, if my kid had $5 million and he wanted to give me $2 million, I would say that's dumb. Right. Don't no. do that. No. Um, you know, I'd be more than, if you can, I don't know, maybe pay my car payment because I'm out of work. Okay, sure. Mm. But, um, you know, if they had $100 million and they wanted to give me $2 million, I'd fork it over, kid. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Absolutely. Plus, it's, it's amazing that you try, you know, you talk about him, the mom not wanting the, the house that's manageable. I would, you know, uh, granted, this is a, a different story because she already was, you know, trying to hawk a million dollars off him and mm -hmm. was living on the, living high on the hog, uh, you know, mm -hmm. in this big house off of him. Mm -hmm. But wouldn't it, wouldn't you really, in, in, if being a, a, a reasonable human being, yes, get me a place that I could afford so that, but buy it so that I don't have to pay for it. So that when I'm still working, I'm still doing what I have to do, but I have this place that's more money in my pocket. I don't have to buy it. I don't have to. It just doesn't make any sense. Doesn't. No. She was obviously unreasonable. Yeah. Unreasonable. And, you know, I think he was very reasonable by offering, yeah. her, offering the house and, and buying the house and paying her rent on her other. First of all, she he said, I will buy you this house, but sell your other house. OK. Yeah. She didn't. So then he wound up making payments, or she collected rent from somebody who she put in that house. And, and then he was making the payments. So yeah, and then she was making the payments. It's that's, like, yeah. uh, she just sounds really out of control. crappy. That's yeah. not even a normal, I mean, that's not a normal situation. Yeah. That so that's, like that's why, and, and I'm sure there's a lot of kids in this situation when they go to the NFL who, who's, whose family is really, really poor, and now they see their son making it big, yep. and they're like, okay, now he's our Grady train. And yeah. so he wrote this book to warn them and tell them, no, you can't do that. Don't do that. It's hard for them. I mean, it's hard. We, it's talked, hard. we were talking earlier today because, uh, you know, Aaron Hernandez yeah. uh, was found guilty. Yep. And, you know, we were talking about uh, uh, LaShawn Jackson. Uh, LaShawn Jackson, where they didn't even, he was just, he knew somebody. Right? Who, a, they who were gang members. Off the yep. team as, mm -hmm. oh, so they kicked him off the team. Because he knew some gang members. Yeah. But, uh, my son Elvis was, went to school in Missouri with some kids that grew up in, you know, uh, the gang culture, and they were doing everything they could to get out. They didn't want to go back home. They wanted to play football. They wanted to get a degree, and they wanted to get away from that culture. Yeah, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's hard. And the NFL, you've talked about this uh, with your son. The NFL does a good job at. These, they really do. They do a good job of trying to inform these guys, hey, look, this is what's going to happen to you. I was listening to the Aaron Hernandez verdict, uh, which is uh, it, it, interesting that you brought that up, because after they get, read the verdict, they went through all the people, the, you know, the jury individually and asked them. And then the, the judge gave instructions to the jurors, and they said, look, 
what's about to happen to you is going to be something you're not ready for, right? What's going to happen is they're going to come, as soon as you walk out this door, every media member is going to come up to you and ask you all sorts of questions about what happened in that room. I want you to understand that you are under no obligation to tell them anything. You control what you say. And so if you don't want to answer a question, don't answer it. You don't need to be pushed around by these people. And you kind of give them that sort of pep talk. And it's like a lot of people, if you don't deal with the media every day, Mm -hmm. you think when someone comes up and asks you a question, you answer it. You know, like, you know, but you don't have to. If you want to keep this private, make it private. And that's okay. And and I think a lot of that has to go with athletes and people who come into money, uh, certainly like celebrity, you know, music stars, things like that, have the same issues. And that like you're, you know, the, the normal way you make a lot of money. As you start out, you go to college, whatever, you get out of college, you, you join it somewhere, you're making 50 grand a year, you, you, you increase that over a long period of time, and, and that period of time allows you to understand what the hell to do with it. Right. You know, and it's like, okay, well, all right, I'm now making $200,000 a year when I used to make 50, and you've stepped up, you've been able to put some away, you've been able to try to focus and understand and budget and all of that stuff. That doesn't happen when you come out of college as a sophomore or junior in basketball's sense, uh, it could be after a freshman year, you come into the pros and you're making $5 million yeah. a year all and, of a sudden. And what's, It's a what, great problem to have, but it is what's in a way a problem. What's fascinating about that is that some of, uh, some of my son's teammates were uh, often talked about that as how, uh, you know, one day, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you know, 350 in the checking account and, you know, the very next day, $2 million. Just like that. Could you imagine? No. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to. Well, it, it, I'd like to imagine it. it I really was, would. Yeah, I would, too. Because I'd be able to handle it. I, I would, guarantee I you. I would like, be able to handle it, too. I'd handle it. Um, that we, Mark so. Cuban had the same story where he had Broadcast.com, and he went and sold Broadcast.com for uh, you know, multiple billions of dollars. So he became a billionaire, essentially, overnight. Um, and, uh, and he, however, had booked his flight before right. he became a billionaire. So he flew back center seat southwest as a billionaire. What I mean, exactly. that is one flight you don't mind. Yeah. Because you're thinking, all right. I got to do is get back there, and then I'm going to be flying a private jet for the rest make of my life. Make but this flight. Make this make flight. Make this flight. I mean, how great is that? I mean, that's a, it's, it's a great story. And, and, and look, it's, it only happens here for, for the most part. Unless you have the same yeah. name as whoever the king is, it pretty much only happens here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a fact. But it may not always happen for you. You know, there, there might be uh, trouble spots. There might be bumps in the road. You, you might lose your job, or you might have... Uh, you know, who knows what eventuality could come up in the future. And you want to be prepared for whatever comes up, whether you've had an employment problem or you're unemployed for a while and you don't know where your next meal is coming from, or maybe you've had a natural disaster in your area. You can protect yourself in any of those eventualities with uh, My Patriot Supply. Uh, protect yourself and your family. And more importantly, do it in a way that's freaking easy. Yeah, okay. so great. Yeah, sure, you, great can, you could get a bunch of giant you know, barrels of flour Mm-hmm. And then in, in, in some eventuality, you have. I like this us. better. Yeah. This, you get, like you this get some easy-to-store bags. you got them put away. They're vacuum-sealed. They're going to keep forever. And, you know, the food is really good. It keeps your family safe. It keeps you going in, in case of an emergency. And it's, it's not going to take up your whole house. And they have, a, they have such a great way for you to get your feet wet in this. You don't have to buy a whole year's supply. Start with three days. Start with a 72-hour kit of 72-hour food supply for My Patriot Supply. It costs you 10 bucks right now. And that includes shipping, if you call in the next 12 hours. Shipping and the food for 10 bucks. Easy. 800-274-3040. That's 800-274-3040. That's the number you need to call to get this deal. 10 bucks uh, for a 72-hour uh, kit. Uh, 10 bucks. 800-274-3040. It's My Patriot Supply.
kind of a weird story. Triple H727 Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, National Abortion Rights Action League. NARAL. One of the most radical yeah. uh, abortion groups there is. They're Probably like the hey, most. Planned Parenthood. They're a bunch of wusses. Yeah. That's NARAL. Yeah. They are. They're Planned Parenthood on steroids. Yeah. In steroid rage. Um, <laughs> they they believe you could abort Jeffy in his 497th trimester. I, I'm with him on that I'm not, particular yeah, policy. I'm not um, sure I'm opposed to that, frankly, but. Uh, but they're upset right now, not by any abortion <laughs> issue, but by the fact that wage gap figures show that lesbians earn less than their gay male par- counterparts. <clears throat> this is something oh. I've been talking about since, what, the late 30s, I think? They like the, I've been pissed <laughs> about late it. 30s, mid, mid to late 30s. And I've been screaming about this wage gap between lesbians and gay men for, well, since then. And it's... Uh, Finally, finally, I got NARAL to talk about it as well. And you might say, uh, Pat and Stu probably are going to be, you know, they're going to think this is a ridiculously stupid story. Um, And in many ways, you'd be right. But in reality, I love the fact that the same people who are going to be bitching about income inequality all the time are going to get hit by it. They're going to hit by the same complaints. Get used to it. Every single person who complains about income inequality has a group that can complain about their income inequality. And it starts, the easiest way to remember this is that the person on poverty here in the United States uh, makes more than 83 or 86 percent of the rest of the world. So if you are in the United States and you make $25,000 and you're complaining about income inequality, guess what? The same complaint is being made about you in some other country and some other state and some other region. There's always somebody that you're in unequal to. And you know, here's a situation where um, you have a, a group that uh, is uh, uh, you know, going to say typically would be probably be in the same boat as Democrats and arguing income inequality, now getting hit with those same complaints. I love it. That's fun. Yes, it is. When lesbians or liberals eat their own. Yeah. It's great. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but a statistic that was uh, not included mm-hmm. in, uh, in their uh, statistics was uh, Williams Institute shows that heterosexual women mm-hmm. earn $8,000 less than lesbians. Mm-hmm. $8,000. That's an interesting. I've never heard that stat before. Uh, and it's a, it's a bizarre one. Uh, I, <laughs> and I don't know how to explain it exactly. but uh, Well, children. Maybe children have something to do with that. Heterosexual women earn heterosexual women thousand probably more less. children, and thus, you know, they take off time. And we've we talked mm-hmm. about the reasons for women making less than men, and yeah. one of them is the fact that they have children. Uh, that's true. Uh, it's probably true. Although I, yeah, maybe that will be changing now, um, uh, with gay marriage being legal and families probably growing and the adoption mm-hmm. and such. Maybe that will change. Um, also, uh, in uh, in I think this is an amazing story. Uh, a baseball team owner for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, was watching his broadcast and noticed a guy sitting in these $3,000 right behind home plate seats. This pisses me off. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, and uh, he's no. in the batter's box suite. Now, you know, obviously, <clears throat> this is a situation where you have these unbelievable seats. You paid a fortune for them. Yeah, he, three grand. Three grand. And he happened to be a Dodgers fan. The Dodgers <laughs> were playing the Diamondbacks. So he's there with his Dodgers jersey. Uh, apparently, the owner didn't like that. He shouldn't. Tough. He shouldn't. Hey, did I pay my, did no. I pay my money? Yes. I wear whatever I want. That, I wear whatever I want. I can't believe that's not I want. part of the deal. Uh, you can't make that, dress what are you code talking part about? of the are deal you, in a baseball game. No, seriously, when you buy those tickets, that's, that's part of the deal. No, you it's not part of the deal. You should not sit back there no. oh, where you're on TV. Shut up. No. No. Shut up. 
I'm sure, and I'm sure the owner, you make a big deal about him saying, put a new, another jersey on. He would say, here's your money back. Get out there. Yeah, well, and what, by well, the way, the end, of, the end of the story is that they came down and asked him to put on a Diamondbacks jersey. And he did. And the guy did, but I, which I would never do, by no the way. way. No, I, I would not wearing a Red Sox jersey so because they're on my great seats. I talked about this uh, yesterday with Jeffy, and, <laughs> and he, he's on the side of the team. I am. What I'm do you mean? You can't, team, I just yeah. paid three thousand dollars for baseball tickets and i can't wear what jersey i want no, not there come on not this, there yes. you're on screen i do the care. whole game so you're what behind so, home. No. so no, every no. every team has that happen to them That's, yeah uh, i mean so what first of all get over it relax no. first of all if i own that team no well, look, then if you own the team, then you can make a rule. And whenever anyone buys that, you could tell them right. as they buy I, that, that, prop, that process. That, yeah. However, first of all, it's a dumb policy. But second of mm -hmm. all, uh, if, if you didn't tell them in advance, then screw you. Yeah, uh, that's right. And so he, what they say is, uh, due, due to the high visibility at the home play box, we ask opposing teams fans when they purchase those seats to refrain from wearing the team's colors. During last night's Nick game, when Ken Kendrick noticed the fans there, he offered them another suite if they preferred to remain in their Dodger gear. I, I would be incredibly pissed off by oh, this. Oh, I would, too. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I would, too. Now, you can't, look, you can't, he is the owner. Uh, if it's within the Major League Baseball rules, he is allowed to make dumb policies. He's allowed to do it. Um, however, those policies need to be clearly stated, obviously. Um, you know, uh, I mean, look, as a, as a uh, Canadian uh, sports celebrity, I know, <laughs> I have a you know, real insight in this, obviously. I know you're all saying this. Uh, and, and look, I was wearing Blue Jays gear, in my in those seats where I made the catch. I mean, I was wearing a Blue Jays shirt. However, if I was wearing uh, a, I think it was the Rays they were playing. If I was wearing a Rays shirt, I would still be able to sit in those seats. I should still be able to do it. And you know, that is a, uh, I mean, a basic right of someone going to see a game. If you want to change that right, you can, but you need to be really overtly clear about it. And it needs to be clear in the secondary market as well, which is probably where this guy bought the seats. In my heart, I agree with you, but deep down, no. Now, if you're going to sit in those seats, you should be for the te home team. What, are, what part of you? What, what part are, of you is deeper than your heart? Because you said in your heart you believe, but deep in your down, heart, I want to believe. I so want to where, say, hey, I should be able to what, wear that. What part I should of be able you? to wear the Rays jersey yeah. uh, behind home plate at the Toronto Blue Jays game yeah. and yeah. and just enjoy yes. the game. Yeah, sure. if but, it's America, yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I went to a, a Rangers game here when they played the Blue Jays, mm -hmm. and I had I got those seats. They were literally right behind home plate. And we, I think we actually played the footage on Patents too when it happened because when the Blue Jays got the game-winning hit, you know, I stood up like an idiot, and everyone else in the entire section was sitting down. Um, but I was wearing Blue Jays. It was I was on the screen the entire time. So what? Get over it. Everyone mm -hmm. knows there's Blue Jays fans in your stadium. You're not. It's not like Iran where you can say there's no gay people. There are fans <laughs> of the other team in your stadium. Stu, now you know for a fact that you're the only Blue Jays fan of the Texas Ranger game. <laughs> no, there was at least two or Please. three others. <laughs> where? I, mean, I don't know where, but I assume they were there. No, there were a few Blue Jays jerseys there, actually. And it happens at every park. And it happens more and more now than ever yeah. before because of the fact that we have become a much more mobile society. People move around a lot more often, and they're fans of the other teams in other areas. And especially if you're going to be a team that's just come into existence in the last 20 years, of course you're going to have fans from other cities. They live, people in Phoenix we're Dodgers fans. Absolutely. Yeah. And now and, they're, they're, they should be able to enjoy the game, just not on camera every pitch. Bull crap. Dumb. That's dumb. just bull That's crap. a dumb opinion. That's stupid. It's and, dumb. and if they come and tell me to move when I paid $3,000 to be here, uh, no. Yeah. I'm show me moving. the policy. Yeah. Show me the policy.
They didn't tell me that when I bought the tickets. Because if you're not, I'm, I, mean, I would, seriously, if that was not a policy, I would absolutely sue that me team. Me too. And, and apparently, uh, the last time this happened, the guy did move. He's moved. He offered him a suite, another suite, until he was out of there, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing that. That's yeah. amazing. Now, look, you want to make a big policy? I, I, uh, if you want to move I, me and give me a refund, maybe I'm, maybe I'm up for that. Yeah, like give me, so it's free tickets, yeah, yeah. maybe. But then everybody would be doing it. They'd just be showing up. But, like, they're, they're right. hardcore Diamondbacks fans <laughs> in other jerseys. Come on! <laughs> Come down and get You better remove me. People can see the Dodgers are also playing in this game. What a stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid. stupid I understand what you're saying. And, and there's that thing of, like, okay. Uh, you know, uh, the Packers uh, are like this happened actually here. We went to a um, Cowboys Bears game, a Monday night game a few years back. And man, if there were Bears at least 50 percent Bears yeah, fans yeah. in that stadium, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it, especially because yeah, as an outsider scandalous from, here. Yeah. I mean, as an outsider from Dallas, a person it's who weird. didn't grow up here in my head. You know, the Cowboys fans. It's because there's so many people from other places that live here. Yeah, so many people have moved here. And now, look, you know what? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of Bears fans here, too. Yeah. So what, what does that mean? Do they, I mean, they're not allowed to wear their freaking. You can't tell the, your patrons what shirts to wear. That's absurd. So and yeah. to, to act as if it's not is really, I mean, I, you know, Jeffy's obviously, he has opinions that are out of the mainstream. But I think we're right on this one. Oh, of course we're right. Jeffy's just... Stupid. I mean, Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. Look at that. Look at that one. Look at that. Us. Them. Look at that. There he is. Right there. Ew. Gosh. Look at that. Back. It's ooh. Gosh. Triple eight seventeen seven back this pad is uh, This can't be right. Um, I'm seeing on the screen that uh, the subject matter for Bill in Ohio is that Jeffy is right. Huh. Can't be. Now, huh. uh, the stupidity that it would take to say those words uh, <laughs> is such a... I don't know who dialed the phone for this person. Or... Well, is it possible that just someone misspelled wrong? It's Yes, it is possible. Let's go to Bill in Ohio and, and uh, see what those thoughts are. Um... Perhaps they've been misquoted. Mm -hmm. Perhaps right or wrong has been misspelled into right. Uh, Bill in Ohio, welcome to Patton Stew. I'm here. Hey. I'm here. So, your thoughts? I support Jeffy 100%. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> if you're an owner, mm -hmm. I'm sure that if you're an owner, you have looked into the legal, beagle stuff, and you've had your lawyers look it over. And you should have that right. It's it's similar to, not in the same vein, but similar to a baker who doesn't want to um, do a thing for a gay wedding, but now you're saying, oh, you have to. You have to bow to my wishes. Not necessarily. I mean, it, 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 that's no. just, this is the baker that says, I will, do, I will bake the cake for the wedding, accept your money, and then not show up. That's <laughs> what it's similar to. Because this person has purchased the right to be in these seats. Yes. Uh, and without a previous uh, restriction on his clothing... And if you're going to imply that it, it, uh, after he's purchased it, you certainly do have a right as an owner to go down there and say, hey, will you move? Will you wear this shirt? Yeah. Will you go to a different suite? Well, you have that I, right. But I'm sure this, this person is savvy enough to have that policy written out. This day and age with the Sioux crazy people 
uh, I'm certainly sure that he has that policy written out, so he can't be sued. So, so somebody's paid three thousand so, dollars to sit someplace, and if they've legitimately paid their money, you really believe you can then it's okay to tell them what to wear when they come to the when they come into the stadium? Well, you have certain restrictions, which is totally reasonable. Man, I yeah, you're going to wow. pay three thousand dollars. That's a yeah. a very uh, prestigious location it is and i'm going to be having a camera on that location yeah. a lot so so i'm going to be showing you yeah, with you want to represent uh, your team yeah Absolutely. i mean look, normally i don't agree with people from ohio bill but you are 100 <laughs> well correct. you're still four dead there so wait a minute we yeah. control the elections you know so you <laughs> i know that's true <laughs> better be nice to bill yeah i mean look, thanks nice. bill appreciate the call as we said i mean if they have a stated policy that is uh you know clearly communicated to people then I, you don't have a problem with it the issue it is of course that that's not in any of the stories bill's essentially creating that it may be true uh this is more like to me this is more like you go into the baker because you use the baker analogy yeah sure this is more like a hetero couple going in there and telling the gay the the baker uh can you participate can you make a wedding cake for our wedding and he says sure and then he shows up there and now he's made the cake and but now the woman has been replaced with a man and it's the same sex couple and now they're telling him oh okay we want you to marry us now because it's false pretense, right? Unless you told him at the beginning it's a gay marriage, or unless you told the guy at the beginning you can't wear any jerseys other than ours, then it's a false pretense. Yeah, and the other thing is, of course, there's Major League Baseball restrictions that they're under as well, and there's, you know, they're under a lot of sets, different yeah. sets of laws. The issue, of course, being that I don't know that uh, there is a rule That's in which they can't. They probably probably what happened here and maybe they tell everybody who orders the tickets look you have to wear I bet they can't though if you wear any team jersey it must be ours when you purchase the well, tickets, I bet Major League Baseball, that, that I bet is, it was too on this. Major League Baseball would say no. They may very well stop that and, and because yeah. it's a story now that may very well be stopped um, however if you go and, and they're buying these specific seats and in these specific seats you have to wear a Dodgers jersey or you have to wear a Diamondback jer jersey, they could say that to them every time and I'd be fine with that. The issue is, of course, they wouldn't have worn the Dodgers jersey if it was a clearly communicated rule. Right. Unless they were trying to make some big protest. And if they were trying to make some big protest, they wouldn't switch to a Diamondbacks jersey. Right. So Correct. obviously right. this is, right. you know. Which they did do. Now, look, it's, it's out there now. Uh, it's it's in the news now, so probably people will start to respect it and buy different seats. And honestly, for the most part, uh, I think it's fa it's it's fair to say that most people will just avoid it now. But it's one thing to in the future purchase different seats. It's another thing to actually purchase a seat, be sitting in it, and then be told you have to change or leave after the fact. Yeah, you've already That's this wrong. this transaction. That's wrong. There's no way. My part that. of That's the transaction, wrong. which was paying the money, is done. Yeah. Yeah. You're I mean, changing you the rules after I bought something. I think yeah. you could pull the Pat Gray and say, go pound sand. I got no problem with the owner coming up and saying, look. This is what we Here's want. We would like to do it. But you can tell Here's them no. Here's a jersey. Sorry, no. We got I'm a suite for you. Yeah, similar, similar to, hey, uh, look, we booked 9,000 people for this flight, but there's only 12 seats. Right. So will you take some airline it miles? Exactly. really like makes that. me mad. Oh, it, makes, oh. it pisses me off. But the bottom line is what they're doing is they're try they will increase those offers until they buy somebody off of the plane. And that's, that's okay. If they come to you and they say, look, you know, we're going to put you in a different seat. We'll let you give you free tickets. We'll give you some uh, free food. What can we do to get you out of here? 
here. I know it's like I know you're a Dodgers right. fan, or you could just change the jersey. That's okay. They can come and harass them, but they can't do anything. I don't think they can. I think Major League Baseball would probably say no. The fans can wear whatever jersey they want to whatever game they right. want. Right now, they're probably now maybe the way they get around with this, there probably is some sort of rule that if someone uh, goes down there and writes the big F word on their shirt. Uh, they can't. They they can be. There's probably yeah, especially some, on TV, yeah. Yeah. right? So there's yeah, some yeah. probably some obscenity rule, and then maybe they're just mm-hmm. misusing that. Or you could just wear normal clothing without any uh, right. team paraphernalia, right? They're not going to tell you to change your shirt if it's this. No, oh, no, no, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but it's it's a stupid rule, and and I guess what we've all have we all come to the conclusion that if it's if it's spelled out when you buy your tickets by everybody you buy tickets from, hey. You know when you pay your three grand, you must wear a Diamondback jersey if you're going to wear a jersey at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Then, fine. okay. I'm fine right. with that. Um, I'm fine with that. Uh, if, yeah. however, they did not spell that out, you can't then, after the fact, tell them to move or to change shirts. We'll agree to all that? We'll come to consensus now? You can't make them. You can't make them. You could ask them, but you can't make them. I yeah. think that's, that's a fair I guess it's total. Con- we we, we yes. achieved consensus here. Wow, that was beautiful. So, again. Beautiful. Should we hold hands? Or Wait, we're not we're not being proud of being on the same side of an issue with Jeffy, are we? No, we're not. You're so. you're stupid still. <laughs> well, actually, I gave in a little bit. I compromised. You, you kind of did. So you did a little uh, so. a little uh, you know John Boehner there for us, and we appreciate. Well, that. because you were you realized you were butt stupid on the issue, and you were dead wrong. So good for you. Triple eight seven two seven back. Um, here's eleven foods that we just wouldn't have without preservatives. And now, I love this because, as you know, I'm a big fan of preservatives. I'm a big fan of uh, chemicals, additives. Um, a big <clears throat> I think red light number guy. forty is your favorite, right? Uh, you know, I'm, it's a little cliched. Mm, yeah. uh, I'm a big red lake guy overall, <laughs> but uh, not, so you'll take 40. six, you'll take forty, oh, whatever. Yeah. I'll take whatever, but yeah. I mean, and forty is just like it's the main one everyone knows. Blue dye twelve. Oh, I love the blue dye love, twelve. Love big okay. yeah, blue dye twelve. Okay. Um, and he, so these are you actually could not have these foods if you didn't have preservatives. Uh, wine. This would not be one you would miss, of course, Pat. No. Uh, and I, I don't either. I don't like wine at all. I am not. A, I mean, I'll, I'll have drinks, but I do not like wine. I will say this. Wine in uh, food preparations, delicious. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay. Yeah. I, I usually find that when you, when you add wine to a sauce or whatever and you cook out the alcohol and all that stuff, it does, it adds a certain je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. I think, uh, didn't we find that cooking out the alcohol uh, was a doesn't, myth? Yeah, we did find out. It, it doesn't completely cook out. I, I do believe we had so, that story. So, <laughs> some wine. I don't want to know about it. <laughs> Sulfite uh, might uh, occur naturally in certain wines during fermentation. Uh, it's a preservative, however. It is also added during the fermentation process to prevent uh, acidification, enhance color, and remove fermentation byproducts uh, such as uh, something. Um, which, uh, it's, it's acetylidehyde. Acetylidehyde. Bad thing. Uh, many scientists think that you can thank that for your morning after headache and nausea. Now, I, I, look, they say the, the title is uh, from Mental Floss 11 Foods We Couldn't Have Without Prefer- Preservatives. They did have wine a long time ago. There's a book that writes about wine quite a bit <laughs> mm-hmm. that I remember. It's an older book. Um, yes. And obviously, the second one here being fish. Uh, also, <laughs> fish did exist before <laughs> preservatives. I think they were saying in the modern way True. we enjoy them, would they would not be able to exist. Yet. Yeah, but fish have, uh, have long been kept fresh through short-term processes like smoking, which utilizes the smoke of burning wood or charcoal as an antimicrobial agent to render the meal I- in, a, in an inhospitable environment for bacterial growth, which is often the cause of food spoilage. I think you can also, I mean, any kind of meat you could really store in salt, right? You salt it and... And that preserves it as well. 
did then when you cook it. You'd so the Vikings want it. did, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I always thought that they just they mm. just wanted to, it just started tasting bad, so they just put more salt on it to make it taste good. Even organic peanut butter brands contain a touch of natural preservatives, sugar oh. or salt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't care about natural. Pres I mean, I, shut up. Yeah, I, I, my, I have a big problem with this because uh, I, I don't want any natural preservatives in there. I want ones created <laughs> you in want laboratories chemicals, only. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want, you want Red Lake 40. If I haven't had a guy in a lab coat cooking up a preservative for me, I don't want it. Okay? <laughs> Salt and sugar. Uh, cured meat is another one. Uh, curing Salt and sugar are preservatives for sissies. Yeah, exactly. Sissies. Give me, I want, I want something that, that uh, at one point was used to uh, clear paint off of a bench. <laughs> Uh, it just strips paint off of metal benches. I want that. Okay. Because that's a good preservative. Yeah, that's when you're really going to. Yeah. Uh, cured meat is another, uh, curing is another old age uh, and uh, well-known practice. I think I just said that. Didn't did. I? A moment ago. Salt and sugar. Curing meat. Right. Well, that's. Right. So curing is so another example of yes. that. Yes, right. Pickles, uh, another one. Uh, of course, pickles would not exist if you did not ferment the cucumber in brine mm -hmm. or vinegar. But again, these are not That's uh, natural. These are old school preservatives. Sliced yeah. fruit, an apple, pear, peach, or apricot uh, will brown quickly once oxygen breaches the skin. Blah, blah, blah. So antioxidants are often added to yeah. pre-sliced. Uh, what kind of antioxidant? I don't know, but then now we're getting to the good stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. we are. Okay. This we is go. where we most definitely are getting to the good stuff now. Cheese became a dietary staple thanks to the preservative powers of natural compounds, sorbic acid. Again, it's a natural compound. It is, uh, keeps cheeses and other foods from developing mold and fungi. Jam and jelly, benzoic acid, often in the form of uh, sodium benzoate in food, is used to uh, keep mold, yeast, and bacteria at bay in some jams, jellies, and condiments. Benzoic acid in food is perfectly mm. safe to eat unless you're a cat, which has a lower tolerance for it than humans do. Interesting. Uh, so ramen. I feed that to the neighbors. What about cat. the what about mm -hmm. the cat lady? Those cat ladies in your neighborhood that have like 45 cats, are they That's able to, to have this no, jam and jelly? They're not. Uh, ramen noodles uh, kept fresh by the good graces of alpha Tesorophal? Now we're talking, yeah. these are stew chemicals right This here. is an active there form of go. natural vitamin oh, A. Oh, no, that's oh, natural, see? too? That sounded unnatural. Darn it. <laughs> While uh, studies of the effects of uh, alpha tesorophal, uh, or, or is it tesorophal? Or I, don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's something. Okay, here um, we go, though. Yeah, this is the good stuff. Here we go. Sto this is the good stuff that you love. <laughs> yes. Go for it. Store-bought uh, baked goods. TBHQ. TBHQ. Yes! Antioxidant. Yes! Yes. Okay. Yes. Bring it on. Give me some Where's TBHQ. Where's the TBHQ? Where's the monosodium glutamates mm -hmm. and the TBHQ? Yeah. MSG. Yeah. TBHQ, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. You know what? That, what I don't understand is the process of keeping um, cookies soft. Because, look, no one wants – like, crunchy cookies are fine, but I want a soft yeah, me cookie. Too. I like the me soft too. cookies. And, you know, if you make them at home, they're not – they don't stay soft. I mean, they're just going to eventually get harder and harder. Uh, um, that may be that. true if you don't eat them all when they're fresh. True. It's a great So, I mean, why are you even... So cookies should not even last too much. You also put them in the fridge. Yeah. Put them in the fridge. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can make it better, but you never make it as... At, no, they're never, they're they're never right like that. That's, you get it from a bakery, like a store-bought type of thing. Like, you know, Chips Ahoy, chewy, will be chewy till the year 6,000. I know, and that right. grosses me out. Oh, I love that it. That doesn't oh. gross you out? No, that's no. what I want. Knowing the chemical factor in there that keeps that thing fresh, keep it, keep it like six years yes. after that thing was baked... 
really makes it nasty. To Though me. Jeff, I he has the right answer here, which like is it. just eat them all immediately. Uh, you are kind of like a natural preservative. Mm -hmm. uh, you just things never go bad when they're in the house with you. Now, of course, you can't eat them later because you've eaten them already. Uh, but shame. Shame. Uh, how about here. rice cereal? Uh, BHT functions similarly to TBHQ as an antioxidant in some rice-based cereal products, thus preserving product freshness for the duration of its shelf life in your pantry. So there you go, Rice Krispies <laughs> or something. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, right. I am surprised it's not, it's not more uh, yeah, chemical-induced stuff. I want more of that. I want the stuff that mm -hmm. they make yoga mats out of. That's because, what I want. Look, you look at the back of oh my most any product, and it's Filled with preservative stuff. Mm -hmm. well, I'm just filled it with it. Uh, so this natural mm. preservative of salt and sugar that doesn't qualify as what I'm talking. No, that's about. that's how they did it in the old days, and that's yeah. uh, that's, that's the wussy times. Yeah, you know. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do coming up. Do we have that dish of TBH? Do I want? We have some Red Lake Forty, please. Where is the Red? Where is the Red Lake Forty? Jeffy, uh, we are told there are cake balls in this building, and you need to go find them. And they're not being delivered. Right. Because every, like every Wednesday, there's supposed to be cake balls, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that what we were told last week? Yes. <laughs> so yes. I think on Monday we were told that. So go get them. So the issue is uh, Jeffy now has a Periscope. Uh, the pat there's a patent stew Periscope. If you're on Periscope huh? or Twitter, you can uh, follow us there. And uh, you, so you're live broadcasting this through your phone. So you're on TV, and you got the behind the scenes with the Periscope. Go in the other room and go find and cake balls. And they believe that while doing Periscope, I'm going to find cake balls and return them. <laughs> you could do it. So cute. Go ahead. It's All right. Jeffy, Somebody uh, keep an eye on him, look please. Camera. Don't keep, let keep him eat all on. the cake balls. At least get one for us. I know right. he's going to eat 10 or 12 on the way back. All right. Uh, yesterday, yesterday we previewed the fact that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah. um, eats a lot of cod. He does. He's a one-man fish holocaust, I would say. Uh, 821 pounds of cod per year. For one guy, wow! Uh, he uh, he has uh, his seven his seven daily meals, including two point three pounds of cod a day, plus twelve eggs, steak, chicken, two potatoes, vegetables, rice, and so on. About ten pounds of food a day is his daily diet. Here's here's what you're looking Good at here. Good gosh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So meal wow. one six hundred ten calories. Meal two five ninety four. <laughs> Meal three, 1069. So the, there he's at the average guy. Mm -hmm. You know, 21, 2200 mm -hmm. calories is what you're probably supposed to eat as the average guy. Meal four, he has another 900 calories. Meal five, 769. Meal six, 816. Then to throw in another 400 calories in meal seven and 225 for snacks throughout the day. That is, I mean, what else do you do with your life other than eat? How does he get good at anything else? I don't know. Did he have, even have time for the gym? That's a lot. See, I could do that eating plan. I just couldn't do the gym part of it. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Hurts. Here's the uh, average male uh, in the 40s. Okay, they're saying 2,700 for, is average for a male in his 40s. The Rock eats 5,165, uh, having uh, about the same amount of fat, but oh, 200 grams more carbs uh, and 355 more grams of protein per day. Jeez. Wow, that's a lot of protein. Okay, so a lot of fish and, and apparently steak every day and chicken. So fish, all that, 2.3 uh, pounds of cod 
steak and chicken. So he's getting plenty of protein. <laughs> yeah. Then you got the starches of the potatoes. Uh, so that kind of surprises me because he's mixing that, mixing the carbs and and this and the uh, proteins. And usually people tell you not to do that when you're trying to. Well, I mean, you know, when you're the rock, though, you're at the but, gym so much. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Working out but so much. The hardest thing I think of the entire thing, you know, you guys probably, you know, bench pressing 500 pounds or whatever. The hardest thing in the entire day was meal one. Before you do anything, you wake up and you eat cod. No, thank you. No. Who would? I mean, for breakfast, even if you like fish, yeah. you're, the yeah. first thing you're eating is cod. No, I'd rather be a fat ass. Okay? <laughs> and thus, we are. Where's Jeffy? Uh. Where's the cake balls? We're running out of time. Where are our cake balls? If we eat them off the air, they count as calories. He didn't, uh, he didn't make it back. Just as we knew he wouldn't. He's in the, he the not next not room. He didn't make it back. Go to Periscope and watch him as he eats all our cake balls.